You're now listening to the Vinyl Collective podcast, hosted by Toppe and John, where you get weekly discussions on hip-hop and R&B. Reviews, opinions, debate, the whole lot. Is it overrated? Was it underwhelming? Is Drake ever going to do anything to impress Toppe? Stay listening. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Vinyl Collective, your weekly journal on the hip-hop and R&B landscape. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Toppe, and again, it's getting kind of tired now, but you know the deal. It's one of those episodes where John's away on holiday and he won't be here for the intro of the episode, but this time he will be there for the main portion of the episodes. So if you're a John fan, sit tight. He is coming. He will be there soon. Um, I don't know what this actually shows. Does it show a reflection of John's lack of care to come on the Vinyl Collective, or does it show that I just need to go on holiday more? Uh, or is it both? I'll leave you guys to decide. But you know, cost of living and that. But yeah, I need to get the fuck out of this country. I want to see how John handles doing this by himself. Sick and tired of doing it. Uh, <laughs> jokes aside, um, if you're new here, uh, I implore you to go and watch our previous episode with Natalie Nahr, um, co-founder of Newcomer. We spoke a lot about Lucky Day's new album, Candy Drip. And as well, we kind of got into some general conversation about um, her brand and her business and how she kind of built up that and her identity so I thought it was a really interesting conversation so go and check that out um, if you're on Spotify uh, leave a review um, I think it's like a rating uh, Apple Podcast you can even do like a detailed review so if you want to give like a paragraph as to why we're shit you can, you actually can do that as well as a star rating um, so yeah definitely do an Apple Podcast as well uh, follow us on all socials so Vinyl Collective Pod on Instagram TVC pod on Twitter, uh, Vinyl Collective pod everywhere else. So, as always, I think this might be the first week when by myself where I'm actually doing the Spotlight series this week. So, if you're new again, we have um, a Spotlight series playlist where every week we try to bring to your attention an artist that is probably an up-and-comer or maybe some old soul that's been forgotten in the laws that is hip-hop and R&B. So, this week I had Hamza, that's with two A's, and Hamza is someone that I've kind of been aware of for a couple of years now. So um, on Mahalia's album, Love and Compromise, I think that's when I first heard of her. And um, it was on the song Regular People. I mean, it's not my favourite song on the album, but I thought, you know, she was cool. And then she was on Getz's um, Conflict of Interest and, and on the outro track, Lil Bo Peep. And I thought she was quite cool there as well. And I guess all the kind of edgy you know, alt listeners that I follow on socials, they, they seem to fuck with Hamza Heavy. So I thought, okay, let me do a deep dive. And man, this woman can proper sing. Like, she's a very, very good singer. Um, So uh, I think one of the EPs that caught my attention, let me just find the name right now so I don't get it wrong for you guys. But um, I kind of started off with some of the YouTube videos, which will be on our Instagram. So um, I think the first song that I saw was Write It Down. Um on my Spotify, I was like, okay, cool, this is quite cool, it was like a remix of a Fred guy, Fred V, something like that, and um, so the two songs I had on Instagram were Hard to Love, and I think the other one was Heaven, so that all came from my latest EP called Full Circle, uh, two great songs, I think one thing that kind of struck out to me was that she didn't have any like backing vocals or backing singers, it was very minimal instrumentation, and just, yeah, it was just her and her voice, and we don't really get that much of that these days, um, especially in the UK, um, it's only like mainly like a, a Leanne Havis, Adele type who do that. And even Adele's kind of um, going away from that more and more as the years go on. 
So yeah, I wow, it kind of makes sense as to why a lot of these artists do tend to fuck with Hamza Heavy, like all these rappers and stuff like that. It kind of clicked once I heard her voice. I was like, okay, cool. Definitely want to hear more of her. So um, yeah, go and check her out. It'll be on our playlist. Um, definitely worthwhile. Also another London talent. So love to see it. Um, yeah, moving on from that. So this will be pretty short in terms of new releases and stuff and all the news out there. I mean, some of the obvious ones that we'll get to, like Kendrick dropping. But um, yeah, there's not much that's dropped, to be honest. This probably might be the most silent week we've had this year. Um, so the boys are back. The boys <laughs> mean insult. Um, they seem to drop pretty much every year consistently for the past three years. And they come with a new album called Air. And it, I mean, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It does feel like you're literally floating through the fucking galaxies in like a Star Wars film when you're listening to this. Um, sorry, when you're listening to this album, um, it's pretty much almost all instrumentation except for one song. And even that half of it is vocals. Not all of it is um, vocals. Um, I think it's a fantastic album. Um, I think, if anything, this was the album that kind of showed Inflow's ability to create scores. Um I really want to see him doing films or something like that now. Like the instrumentation of this is amazing. The builds up for songs. Um, the, the title track air is amazing. Heart is such a good, good, good song. Um, the song that has a vocal this time is precious. Um, I thought that was quite interesting that that's the only vocals on a 45 minute album. So maybe that is just kind of the keynote of the album, you know, like the air you're breathing. Um, is there even a song called Breathing? No, no. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the key note of this album, right? Like um, kind of making sure you're making use of the time, uh, thinking ahead of the future. I don't know. It seems quite futuristic, this album. I haven't really fully unpacked it yet, but I think it's a really interesting listen. So, I, I mean, if you like Black Ears and Rise, maybe you're not going to fuck with this because again, you're not going to, I mean, if, if you're a Clear Soul fan coming here thinking, oh, I just want an extra drop of Clear Soul, it's not going to happen for you in this one. But I still think it's worthwhile if you're like, if you're one of those people who like listening to like instrumentation music when you're studying like a classical or lo-fi hip hop, I think you'll fuck with this actually. So go and check that out. Um, that's it for new music. I don't think there's any singles, any other albums I've dropped that this week. Uh, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there is. Um, so, I mean, the big news that, you know, it's on everyone's minds, everyone's tongue, the boy himself. I mean, the, I mean, everyone's favorite. I think we're all pretty excited. Everyone's pretty excited. Um, Kendrick Lamar is coming back to our ears, uh, very soon, actually. I think in the next three weeks, I think May 13th or something like that with Mr. Morales, Morales, Mr. Uh, Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers, which is a very interesting title. Uh, clearly another concept. Wonder what that's going to be about. Is it the concept that he was kind of, um, debuting on Range Brothers and um what's the other one? Fucking hell. What is that song David Baby Keen? The one that won the Grammy. You know which one I'm talking about anyways. But is it gonna be on that type of flavor? Is it that's is that the persona or is it gonna be a completely new persona? Family ties, that's the fucking song. I knew I wasn't going crazy. But anyways, so I'm wanted to kind of compile a list of you know, some of the fans out there, because we are collective, I wanted to see, okay, what is everyone's favourite Kendrick song? Just to kind of get people's minds flowing uh, in anticipation for the Kendrick album. So I have a list here and um, we're going to go through um, your favourite Kendrick song and why. And I'll start first on this one. So my favourite Kendrick song is probably You Ain't Gotta Lie or Money Trees. It's very hard to pick 
between the two. Um, there was like a March Madness I did on this actually a couple of years ago. And this was like one of the hardest ones because Kendrick has so many fucking bangers, doesn't he? He's literally one of the greatest of all time. But um, I'll probably say You Ain't Got a Lie only because it's just one of those songs that pff, doesn't matter what time of the year. It's very summery, but doesn't matter what time of the year I listen to it. It's just so fucking good. Um, every lyric sticks out to me. Uh, very relatable song in, in my eyes. And it just kind of hits. Go- it's one of the songs that goes straight to the point. It's one of the most like on the nose Kendrick songs. And sometimes you just need that. Um, obviously, Money Trees is kind of self-explanatory, um, but also very relatable in that sense. Like I just, yeah. Fuck with that song so heavy. J-Rock gave probably one of the best guest verses we've seen over the last 10 years on that. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's funny how popular that song is, given that it's a deep cut. It's got like over 7 million, probably not more than that, on YouTube. Like, it's always find it quite interesting when the deep cuts get super popular. So it shows that the album's fucking fire. So let's start here. So someone says, uh, the first one I have here is Mama. So Kendrick's favourite. His favourite Kendrick song. So the reason why being the flow, rhyme patterns, the way he glided on the beat, the soulful jazzy production, the pen work, and the concept of the song, the song is 10 out of 10. Um, Actually, I'll share this with you guys, actually. So this was one song. So Mama was one of the songs in my initial first couple years of listening to um, to Pimp for Butterfly. So like 2015 to 2017. This was one of the songs I skipped the most. And I honestly couldn't tell you why. I think, I just don't know. It was just, didn't really fuck with it. Um, I didn't think it was a bad song or anything like that. I still thought the album was great. It just wasn't a song that I returned to. I think I kind of tied my feelings of For Sale with Mama. And it's funny enough, I ended up like loving both songs as time went on. But yeah, for this song, this song just didn't really click me the first time. I just, yeah, didn't really understand why people loved it so much. But um, when I started revisiting it, probably more so 2018, 2019, so this is like post damn stuff like that. And obviously you're just, you have no Kendrick. So you're just listening to the old albums. This, I was like, how the fuck did I dislike the song? Like this is probably Kendrick's best performance in terms of rhyming patterns. Uh, yeah, probably ever. I'll say, I think that's, I don't think that's even a wild statement. Mama's just got like crazy flows for days. Uh, so yeah, I fuck with that reason. And yeah, I think the song is 10 out of 10. I think it's, it's one of his best songs ever. So makes sense. What's the next one we have here? So, uh, I, um, no, not I is myself. Um, let me not do that pun. The next song is I by Kendrick Lamar. We all know that song. One of the first singles for To Pimp a Butterfly. And the reason is probably the first ever Kendrick song I actually understood his message. Um, I don't, okay, I get that. I don't think Kendrick's that deep. Um, <laughs> and I'm not, not, not in terms of what he's saying. I just don't think what he's saying is so hard to decipher that I wouldn't understand what he's talking about. So I'm intri- I'm intrigued that it took tw- up until 2015 to, for you to understand what the fuck he's saying. Uh, no shade, of course, but I thought Good Kid, My City was a pretty clear message, if I'm wrong. Um, but this song is great. Uh, Kendrick himself said this is probably the best song he's ever written. I know he doesn't really mean that. I mean, he just, I think he just means in the sense that he's happy he was in a position to make this type of song. Um, so I understand that, but I think, the fact that he tied in a song like this, not only into the album, but it makes sense as who he is as an artist and in his discography, is kind of insane. Because when you first hear the song in isolation, you are like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this guy just made like backseat freestyle and Mad City and swimming pools. Like, what the hell is this? Like, this sounds like some like airy fairy like pop single, but no, like as Kendrick always does, <laughs> you know, there's a bigger plan at hand. It always makes sense. 
So I fuck with I. I think I is a great, great, great song, especially the live version. Um, the live version is way, way better. So I fuck with um, that answer. Um, the art of peer pressure. And the next person said, uh, storytelling off the charts. Agreed. Um, I could literally imagine myself as a teenager. Um, when I listen to the song, especially the, how the song starts as well, I always thought that it, um, beat was so fucking sick. So yeah, I fully agree with that one. Um, a couple more for Mama. So let's go through them. So Mama, um, it just hits differently. Spiritual one, I agree. Um, <clears throat> just this happens on Mama again. So one thing I didn't know is because um, I thought it was weird the song was called Mama because like he's not talking about his mum. If anything, he's talking more about his mum on. You ain't got a lie. So I was like, why is this song called Mama? Um, and it was only until I listened to the Dissect podcast it, and even just li- reading some more of the lyrics is that he's called Mama because he, the, the second half of the song is him talking about his visit to South Africa. And obviously people call Africa, you know, Mama Africa. I was like, oh shit, that's actually quite a smart fucking name. So um, yeah, so I think, yeah. And I think there's a lot of spiritual kind of undertones of, of him kind of talking to this boy whether it's like metaphorical or not um shit like that um I think yeah I agree with that it is a very spiritual song I think him kind of talking to himself maybe or someone talking to him basically being like you need to kind of take these lessons you've learned back home and educate the people around you I thought it was pretty cool um another so the last one for mama being um an all-around amazing track Great verses, great melodies, sublime storytelling. Uh, agreed. Um, it's it's one of those songs that doesn't really have anything you can pick out, pick apart about it. Um, the storytelling is great. When he says, um, I think the line that sticks out to me is, um, if you let um, fucking something, oh my gosh, I'll find it. I'll find it, guys. If you pick destiny over rest in peace, that's the one. Then be an advocate, tell your homies especially to come back home. I think that's such a perfect way to end that song. Oh my gosh. Um, it makes you, makes you think about your own life, right? You're going to pick what you're, you're meant to do or you're going to pick just kind of living to die. So yeah, I fuck with that heavily. And the last one being cut you off helps me cut through the bullshit at times. <laughs> I understand. I think that's one thing about Kendrick's music as well. Like because Kendrick kind of says it how it is, he's one of those guys that, He's, he's quite self-aware in a sense I don't really fuck with the overly dedicated like the other, other people do I will admit but I do I think one thing I will say about overly dedicated and earlier Kendrick was that he was way more like to the point um so yeah so I understand why this song can just say it. yeah I think I feel that way about some songs in section 80 as well like if I think so stuff like um poor man's dreams I fucking love that song. It's a song I can just vibe to and be like, oh, it's kind of like recenters me in a sense. So I think Kendrick's quite good at doing that. Songs like Fear, um, songs like Money Trees, even Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. He, yeah, he's quite good at that, actually. So yeah, I fuck with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of all that ones I had. Um, obviously, I'll get John's thoughts when he comes back. I just thought it'd be something quite cool to do with the fans um, since John's not here. And, you know, there's no point in having like a five minute intro. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see what he does here. I think what I will say, um, I know we're probably going to repeat this 
um, when John gets back. But I will say, I think this will be a huge, huge turning point for Kendrick because you do have one side who are like, if this is amazing, then he's the best ever. You can't deny him. And you do have a lot of people who just are just saying, yeah, you know what? Kendrick's a bit washed. You know, Dan was a bit mediocre. If this is shit again, then you know what? The Kendrick era is over. Um, I don't think either sides are fully true. I think, I think I'm think i more lean to the former because I do think if Kendrick does smash, smash out of the park again, <laughs> he is like almost like unfuckwithable but um it'll be interesting to see which direction he goes in i want to know i'll um, be interested to see what features he has because five years of making music potentially or not dropping any music you have to imagine there's probably a lot of people he's worked with in that time um the type of people i wanted to work with i'll save that for next week but i just hope there are more features on this one i hope it's longer than damn actually and i don't usually say that but i think given it's five years i think it'll make more sense this album's a bit longer um yeah very very much looking forward to this concept and see what he comes out with this one so yeah that'll be it for the intro um you're gonna hear john's voice in like the next 10 to 15 seconds so stay tight enjoy the rest of the episode and cool we'll see you guys next week peace hello we are back and we have a we have one of those thematic episodes for you. We like to kind of mix it up, have a, you know the album reviews, we have guests on, and then you know we've got got these kind of general discussion ones, which makes us I feel like it makes us a bit different, doesn't it? Yeah. You know we've got also that known range. As, yeah, just a filler episode, guys. Just a also known episode. as what <laughs> a filler episode. A filler episode. <laughs> I'm joking. No, it's not quite. But obviously, as you would know from the intro, John has done that thing where. He, you know, he's fucked off again. He's left me to kind of handle things. So, um, yeah, so we're going to have one of those episodes where I know we were meant to have Ramona Park broke my heart. We will get to that, guys. I know mm-hmm. a lot of you guys are loving off that album. So we will definitely, definitely, definitely get to that um, next week, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so we just decided, okay, whilst way we're going to have one of those episodes where um, I think it's one of our strengths, actually, to be fair, that we don't actually yeah, yeah. need to talk about things that are modern every week. And I think that's what makes the episodes kind of last well, I can go back to an episode that we did like a year ago and it still be like, oh, I can listen to it as any other because we don't like talk about everything that's relevant right now. Like some yeah. fucking BuzzFeed kind of, uh, I know, <laughs> BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed, I don't know why I'm shit on BuzzFeed, but yeah, it's what it is. Um, so yeah, no, as one said, um, this was kind of inspired by when we did TVC versus Reddit and there was part two. Um, part two, yes. And there was a question, well, there's a thread actually where mm. it was like, um, what was like, the worst decision that some uh, artists have made that kind of like ruined their career. So kind of like a self-sabotage. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that's actually a banging mm. uh, um, question. And I thought, okay, let's make that an episode. And lo and behold, it was one of those times where I said, we should make that an episode. And it was actually an episode. So uh, yeah, so I think there's there's quite a few now that I've you know, sat down and thought about it. There's actually quite a few that are quite fun. Obviously some will be quite obvious. I know some people are really kind of, shouting out names right now there are some obvious ones but i think there's some yeah. not so obvious ones that uh, or some of that are just quite old it's like kind of going down memory lane so to speak that'd be quite fun mm-hmm. to go through so yeah we just kind of have a list i think john's come with some i've come with some and then yeah we're just going to kind of chug them out and see where this goes yeah and then i think mm-hmm. yeah if we, if we have time at the end we probably will we'll make time uh yeah maybe mention a few artists who or artists or even labels maybe that we think are on the road <laughs> the road to um kind of self-sabotaging or you know ruining potential talent or you know basically doing what a lot of record labels do on the daily so um mm-hmm. yeah we'll get to that at the end um but yeah let's start off with um 
yeah, let's start off with some, I know you, I feel like you've got an example that you mentioned kind of before we started recording when we were chatting um, of like a, I guess how rap, rap beefs and like beefing with other artists um, can kind of lead to the demise of the artist who comes out the loser. Um, yeah. I've got an example as well. So uh, do you want to go with yours and then I'll kind no, of discuss mine as well? No, ah, such a gentleman. So my example was Ja Rule. Okay. Who I feel like his, I mean, it just says it all. When you hear the name Jarrell, Toppe smiles. I smile when I even think about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like in a sense that is enough evidence as you need um, for an artist that was, um, I'm thinking like mid 2000s. Mid 2000s. Early, early to mid 2000s. Early to mid 2000s. It was a pretty big deal. It was like <coughs> dropping music, the kind of nearly. One of the biggest era, rappers right? in the world, for sure. Um, Came came into conflict with another big artist uh, of the name Fifty Cent, um, and yeah, they kind of went back and forth a lot. I think G Unit, not mm-hmm. just not just Fifty Cent, but obviously, uh, is it Tony Yeo and Lloyd Banks and the rest of them, mm-hmm. kind of yeah had a had a fair bit of conflict with Jaru, um, and that has definitely yeah. It's funny when you see like two of the largest artists at the time. It's like the equivalent of now like J Cole and Drake. Or like Kendrick and J. Cole beefing and mm-hmm. then just J. Cole falling off planet Earth and forever being like a meme. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's what's kind of happened with Ja Rule. Like he obviously continued releasing music, um, but to an extent, his he never really comes up in any kind of goat debate. He never kind of comes up in those, you know, who was the best of the 2000s um, conversation. I think in addition to that, probably his his decisions in the last few years outside of music have probably come into play as well. If people mm-hmm. watch the Fire Festival, <laughs> then they're probably like, yeah, again. Um, mm-hmm. I know like, a lot of people say, oh, all documentaries are good. People never say a documentary is bad, but that's actually a pretty good documentary. Like all, yeah, that. oh, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. And all publicity is good publicity <clears throat> is a lie. Uh, didn't work mm-hmm. for this guy. Um, and also, I mean, I quickly mentioned, you know, classic Dave Chappelle skit. Um mm-hmm which I think is the only time I ever mentioned his name when something mm. comes up and like, what does Ja Rule think? Um, yeah. So yeah, t- guy involved in the rap beef and just, yeah, has kind of fallen off planet Earth since. What's your kind of take on that one? Did you, do you see his kind of demise in the same way or? See, Cole, I, all I remember with Ja Rule was that mm. he was relevant until he wasn't. I just remember growing up and being like, yeah, Ja Rule made all that songs with Ashanti and, you know, I loved Ashanti as yeah. most young men did. So it's like, yeah, okay, cool. I love it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I love Ashanti. I love the songs they make together. And then one day he just didn't. And I was like, I never really thought anything of it. Um, and yeah, I actually don't even know what decisions actually contributed to um, him kind of fucking himself up. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm, obviously, I don't, I know he beat to 50 Cent and all that. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Because, mm. again, it was like, what, 17 years ago now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... And that's all I have to, really have to say on it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me that that's what kind of caused it. I think it did because I don't think Ja Rule, because I don't remember hearing much from Ja Rule's side in terms of that beef. It was always the 50 Cent side. So, yeah. Yeah. He just, and he, as we is. know, 50 Cent doesn't let anything mm. go. Like, oh, once, definitely. Once he's, he's like a, he's, I guess he's like a crocodile, right? Like once mm. he's latched on, <laughs> yeah. he's just going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling. Mm. Um, yeah. And this was, yeah, it was like 2004 was Ja Rule's last album of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's still topping like top 10 Billboard 200s, um, still having a lot of hits. And then, yeah, there's like an eight year gap. 
Um, yeah, that's what I was looking at. Now I was like, yeah, why did he go away for eight years? And obviously that sold thirty two hundred mm-hmm. total. Not even first week total. Holy yeah. fuck! Yeah, damn, damn, that's a big drop off. And the yeah. previous album, Raw, did six hundred and sixty thousand mm. as of two thousand and seven. So that's probably higher now. But fuck, fair enough. Yeah, he's um, released an album this year though. Go and stream that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think obviously there were a lot of diss tracks as well that were exchanged between the two of them, and that certainly contributed to it. Um, I think just from memory of what I guess what the narrative was was that you know Fifty was and Lloyd Banks mm-hmm. were like kind of destroying him. I think they were. Uh, I'm gonna try and find the name of the, some of these songs they're releasing. One was called, I think it was Piggy Bank. Okay. From that was on the massacre, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean the guys, yeah, the guys, Chris, essentially, essentially, he's lucky he's not in jail from Fire Festival, surely. He's very lucky, and even that, even though it's not music related, the fact they kind of tried to say sorry at a concert, I also mm. don't think that helps either. So yeah, he was pretty fucking stupid for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speaking of rap beefs, um, on the other side of that, um, one that's more recent, um, and I think one that people tend to forget, mm. um. I don't, I'm not saying everyone, I'm just saying maybe people who are a bit younger than us. It was Meek Mill, right? I think people kind of underestimate, especially for a guy who came out pre-streaming. Mm. Meek Mill was a big deal, like yeah. a big deal. Like um, he, um, his first album went number two uh, yeah, in, the, yeah. in charts. I remember Dreams, Dream Chasers 2 broke all the Datpiff streaming records. Like I think it was getting like a million downloads in like its first week or first... Yeah, couple days like it was insane like Dream J like it br- smashed all the records Meek Mill mm. was a big fucking deal Dreams Worth More Than Money went number one I think that did 200 and something first week yeah um, that was huge and obviously this is where we start to see the decline also not a big one but this is where mm. we start seeing it right so obviously he has to beef with Jizzy Drake right and I think what Meek Mill underestimated and that's how Sassy Tarch was Drake's relevance at the time. This is prime Drake. Yeah. Like Drake is probably the biggest he's ever been at this time. What a time to be alive. Mm. Um, if your regents is too late, views is on the way. And like, actually releasing good music. Yeah, the, actually releasing good music. Yeah. You know, and it, also actually yeah. coming at him in the passion fruit era where he like it's just gonna... a good song though. But yeah, no, I get you. Passion's a good song. Don't the album that. though. Yeah, I mean playlist, John, playlist. playlist, um, playlist. <laughs> but um no, um, so yeah, this was kind of prime Drake. And obviously Drake hit back with some... I think people mm. thought that this song was... I think one thing, Meek took way too long to drop a diss track. I think he waited like months. That's, I mean, that was, that yeah. was the problem. Yeah, he that waited way problem. too long to drop a diss track. And obviously Drake came with a one-two punch and it was like... It was vicious. Like, holy shit. Like, Back to Back was nominated yeah. for a Grammy. Like, mm. And that was, a, that was a fantastic song. That was actually a fantastic song. But I think yeah. ever since then... I don't know. Meek Mill's done some dumb shit himself, but I yeah. think ever since then, his career just has never been the same. Like, I think he won the war in terms of like Drake's never going to be seen the same in terms of his legacy. That is yeah, absolutely yeah. true. But in terms of how many people check for Meek Mill, mm. if Meek Mill didn't go in jail and a whole Robert Kraft and Jay Z thing didn't happen, would championships do as well as it did? I don't think it would have. I know that's a bit of haterism, but I just don't think it would have. To be honest, yeah. Add that to streaming, right? Because I'm talking pre-streams, like. He was big. He was even bigger. I think another thing that doesn't help Meek Mill is that he has a Twitter account. I don't know why at this point he has a Twitter account. So um, I think now, because the thing is, when you have too much f- familiarity with these people that you hold in high regard, mm-hmm. eventually, 
like I think the the quote I, that comes to my mind is at the end of it, everyone turns out to be human. But then sometimes you don't yeah. want to know some people are human. You do want to have that thing of, oh, if I saw Jay-Z, that's like, that's just not a regular six foot something guy. It's just, that's Jay-Z. So I think the more you get to know someone, I think the same thing's happened with Will Smith, right? I think the more you get to know someone, the more you're just like, oh, actually, you're just, you're no different to the guy I used to call lame in school. So I think that's a big example of someone who's just kind of said fuck to himself and obviously including rap beef as well. Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah, I mean, th- there are definitely lots of, I think, well, in this, obviously, this specific example is about that. Um, I still, I think we both have mutual friends that are still, and I'm sure you know who it is, who like really still listen to Meek. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think also, even even going back to his music now, like that obviously affected the way that he's been seen um, as an artist, but his music as of late, can't really back it hasn't helped he was. that's yeah, the problem that's helped. the problem yeah. is that it's <laughs> yeah. become worse by the fact that he's releasing bad music and yeah. <laughs> he's kind of just I don't know he just he just does things doesn't he he just says silly shit yeah and yeah. just does stupid things um, yeah and I think for me you shouldn't keep se- you shouldn't do too many sequels. The fact that there's four Dream Chasers, it's like, mm. you should have just let that go, mate. You just start a new trade. Like, you're never going to live up to the hype of the first two or anything like that. So it's like, what's even the point? Um, and I think he just kind of adopted a whole different flow. You're right. Like, if the music was good enough, maybe. Mm. But it's like, yeah, because uh, yeah, Expensive Pain, like, that came and went yeah. real quick. Real quick. So, yeah, maybe you're right. And I that came out just over six months ago. It's not even that long ago. Not that long ago at all, but I don't, I don't see anyone talking yeah. about that right now. So, yeah. Ugh, I hate sure. to see it. Yeah, I was gonna say, were you gonna talk about another rap beef? No, go ahead. No, oh no, I, I think I it's often it might not always work because I know there are certain you know big time artists that are still relevant that have had a number of rap beefs or rap battles, but it feels like certain artists who have fallen off um, for whatever reason have you always look at them you're like they were they were involved in so many beefs like mm-hmm. people maybe people took advantage and were like, oh, let's just clown on them. Um, but mm-hmm. like examples being people um, like Iggy Azalea, I feel like she was involved in a lot of beefs and spats. Like not just even with other, you know, like not just other singers, like Snoop Dogg, I think she had a bit of a thing with him. Um, Did she really? Yeah. I think okay. he, I think, what was it? He like posted, um, <laughs> he shared some kind of meme um, of some of like some lady or something that was captioned like Iggy Azalea with no makeup and like then kind of got into it I think a bit with that she also had like a a beef with Azalea Banks um, and then a few other people as well I think I think there might have been something with Nicki Minaj I can't remember um, but it's off, I feel like it's often a sign um, either of how other people are perceiving them or how they're perceiving themselves and they're kind of like Mm. lashing out and just like kind of being a bit reckless um mm. but yeah i mean iggy, iggy azalea is kind of yeah yeah because yeah what the fuck iggy was huge fuck Massive. me that's right damn what the fuck happened to her i don't damn. know i mean i think part of it that was i think the beefs and <coughs> i can't remember if there was something to do with um yeah Nicki minaj i remember had an issue with her to do with like appropriating right saying you know mm-hmm. she's culturally appropriating um and then there was also something with, I think an ex was like trying to uh, extort her and release a sex tape. Um, and I think a lot of these things did, didn't do much for her career. Um, 
and obviously that's a dreadful thing to happen and mm-hmm. yeah um hasn't seemed like her career's really co- recovered since has it like what was that big hit she had she had a couple of big ones but oh, i'm trying to remember the name of it now um I'm thinking it was like when we I were don't school, know any right? Iggy Azalea song. I'm going to tell you that. No, but like free. from back in the day, you'll remember it when I say Fancy. Okay. Ah, yes, that yes, was a yes. Big yes, track. Yes. Damn. Mm. So that was 2014, the new classic. That was the album. The new Damn. classic. But yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, she released an, a studio album last year called The End of an Era. And I mean, that's a couple of years too late. You could have released mm-hmm. that a while ago. Um, yeah, damn. There we go. Another artist who's yeah, kind of fallen off. But yeah, what were you going to say earlier? Where where are you kind of moving to? Um, I was going to say, speaking of um, fuck me. Speaking of rappers who are part of uh, made by music group, I was going to say Wale. Oh. Um, Wale definitely fucked his career up. I don't know if you remember. I'm trying to find the article now. Mm. It's when there was like a top fifty rappers of all time. Yeah, and Wale was cut off the list. Right. And he called into the radio and mm-hmm. he was raising it's like how am I not? like he proper went off. And um ever since then he's just been known as a cornball. And obviously again, another person yeah. who has fucking Twitter. Again, I cannot find this article. Maybe it's on YouTube or something like that. But yeah, I remember he went off. This was must have been like twenty mm. sixteen, something like that. Um yeah. And again, I think he was he got into a bag where he was just like, Yeah, I'm like I think he was so up himself people just kind of went off it because he kind of thought, yeah, like, he's even said more recently, like, yeah, he's, he's one of the best rappers of all time. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, straight Relax. up. Um, then he started doing just weird stuff. Like, he'll start, like, tweeting that he's on a date and he's nervous. Like, oh, I'm on a date. Like, when was, was, was this, like, before he was doing this? Or he's still doing this? No, this is before. This is, like, 2018 or yeah, so. Yeah. Like, not too long ago. Um, so, yeah, hold on, on. Hold on. I don't know. I'm, I know I'm not going crazy. Hold on. Because hasn't he, like, essentially retired again last year? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, Wale's retired? Or is he it, he said something year, about, though. was this an old one where he was saying about he had some kind of, like, medical condition and he was, like, not... I don't know about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. It was Complex Magazine. Mm. So he threatened them. Actually, yeah, yeah, this was eight years. So this was 2014. Mm. So he, he threatens... So if you want to watch, if you want to hear the listening... It's just type in Wale, not top 50 on YouTube, it comes up. Right. So, yeah. So, I remember people were like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, you went to, like, after Ambition, which was 2009, mm. I believe, that's still really, I don't care what any critic says, that album's fantastic. So, I was like, okay, bro, like, you come in with this really good album, like, people were expecting, like, you to kind of really kind of go in, and then... Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't, he just becomes a bit of a cornball. And then I think the music he dropped, there was an album he dropped after that, that was just, it just completely just tanked him. I mean, no, even after that, because he still had some relevancy. I think there was one album where it was just done. Um, it, it wasn't because people still cared about the album, but I think that might have been the last one, the album about nothing. I remember listening to that. I think after that, he was done. He was just straight up done. He just became a cornball. And I think, yeah. yeah, him just being too vocal about, or getting too emotional. Like, actually, here's a funny, funny piece of <laughs> trivia. Here's an hilarious piece of trivia. So, if you listen to Forest Hills Drive, right, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying, like, this to kind of, um, this is but pure this, speculation. This feels like a free shot. This feels like a... No. No, this is this is pure speculation. Okay. I'm not getting okay. at Forrestal's Drive. I'm, this is something he said. So, if you listen to the closing track, Notes to Self, right? Yeah. 
and he's and he, and he talks about how the guy he's competing with. He's like, oh, uh-huh. Kendrick, uh, Drake did it, and then he pauses for a long bit, and then he says. Wale, like he said, like just as if like he forgot because there was at a time where Wale was getting so sensitive being left off every list that yeah. he just like, I mean, it felt like J. Cole was like, oh shit, if I don't mention <laughs> Wale, I'm going to get in trouble because obviously J. Cole and Wale are good friends, but it kind of also felt, it also felt yeah. like he like, he, he wasn't a name that came to mind. It felt like, oh, it was just like, you know, yeah, the, the names that he mentioned before. So yeah, if you listen to that, if you listen to Note to Self, you will realize there's a big pause between like the rappers he mentioned and Wale. Always, Wale always thought that was a bit funny. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's one guy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you ever listened to Wale, you ever tapped in, but yeah, like ever like but, uh, ten years ago, he was seen to be one of the guys like uh, along with Jay yeah, Paul and Kendrick yeah. to be like super relevant. So I don't know if you ever really listened to him. I mean, I listened a bit when he was out. Like the, I can't remember. I think the last album I might have listened to was Ambition. Okay. What was that? Two thousand eleven. Sorry, two thousand eleven. Right. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Right. So that was probably the last one I was listening to. Um, but yeah, no, haven't listened to him since. I tried mm. to listen to a bit of his album that came out, when was it, last year? Yeah, we Ferrari kept saying the podcast. We kept like, saying we're going to review it. Yeah. Review it. I did listen to it. You did? I did, I did listen to it. I did listen to it. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Did. People, yeah. Some people were raving about that. Yeah. But they might just be Wale stands. Yes. I mean, there are a lot of Wale stands. Because Wale is kind of associated with... Uh, like the kind of shared bar, bar kind of black love type of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. Like mm. the certain, I mean, the J. Cole song isn't that great too fair. I think there's some good, some good songs on it. It's, yeah. it's worth a listen. I'll say that. It's definitely worth it. I'm not going to hate on it. It's definitely worth a listen. But yeah, it's not, it's not like album of the year or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh dear. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. We definitely did mention it on the pod. So uh, yeah, we apologies, mentioned it a few times. apologies yeah. to the Wale fans. We, uh, yeah. we let you down with that one. Uh, cool. All right, let's look at another example then. Um, so I feel like one, um, which is quite obvious, and we don't need to necessarily spend that long on it, but Robin Thicke, right? I feel like yeah. you, you can't mention big artists <laughs> who have just like fallen off suddenly um, mm. without mentioning him. Uh, so obviously we know like Robin Thicke uh, had that track Blurred Lines with Pharrell. Mm. Um you know, it didn't affect for us in any way <laughs> oh, at I mean, all. The he's guys, the coolest guy on earth. Can't I know. Really yeah, a guy yeah. can't go wrong. Um, I don't even remember anything about Pharrell at the time when, like, I don't really? remember him being questioned about it. Oh, no. No, no, no not as in, I don't remember Pharrell. Oh. As in, I don't oh. remember him being questioned <laughs> yeah. about it. it no, was that's like, what I, was thinking. I was like, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. Who's this Pharrell dude? He sounds, yeah, he's quite good. Yeah. He's, quite, yeah, he's, quite, <laughs> he's quite good at producing. I think he might, mm. might have a shot. Um, but yeah, no, Robin Thicke. <laughs> Bloodlines came out when I was in sixth form. Mm-hmm. So that must have been like 2013, I think. Um, and obviously, you know, don't really need to explain it. That song was kind of suggesting that there are bloodlines when it comes to <laughs> having sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yes, I remember, remember this. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, gosh. Like, yeah. Fuck me. You know, a party where like you're drinking and like, oh, you know, bloodlines. Um, I remember it being banned at my school. You weren't allowed, they weren't allowed to play in the cafeteria really? anymore. That was a big thing, Damn. yeah. People were like, yeah, we don't want to hear the song anymore. Um, Holy shit. Was it because it was just so tired of it being on the radio or was it because it's like, both. actually... A bit of yeah. both. For sure, the... Um, <laughs> yeah, I think from a... Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it was played every day in the cafeteria. I remember this. Yeah. That I remember it went diamond. Yeah. It went diamond. Yeah. It's it not was a joke. fucking annoying though. That yeah. was when I feel like yeah, radio is yeah. a bit different I, yeah. now. But 
Yeah, that's it. It was still there, and it was the whole Mm. summer, Mm -hmm. like the whole summer was that. Then it was happy. What year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was. Oh yeah, I think that might be the year after. Might be the year after twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, one of the Mm. two. But yeah, no, I mean, Blurred Lines was so. I think that because again, I actually avoided it for the most part because Mm. I always had my headphones in, especially in twenty thirteen. Yeah, so. Obviously, again, I think I stopped listening to the radio a long time ago. Like, a long time ago, man. Like, yeah. I I listen to the radio maybe once or twice a year. And that's already when my phones died. So, yeah, unless I have... I mean, like, I'm so serious. I don't care yeah. for it. But I remember this song was so huge. And I think you can actually trace back the beginnings of, like, cancel culture and wokeism back to this song. Because that's when things started to kind of shift. Because 2012, you were safe. Like, nothing was going wrong 2012 2013 2014 people were like oh actually hmm. what, what do you mean by that and then the things started to change and now people <laughs> are kind of looking more into music and stuff like that and i feel like this was the one song that kind of made people see blood in the water right like okay hmm. cool we've got one and if you've got robin fick one of the biggest artists in the world yeah okay we've got, got robin fick we can come for the rest of them um rick cross had a similar thing actually it didn't ruin his career when he was talking about um putting the money in the cup she didn't even know it so yeah, yeah so these things these yeah these things were definitely coming up more and more often but yeah i think robin fick was one that kind of just got got yeah. got to sense for yeah i forgot how big he was and let us now they're on the topic of robin thick let us not let him get away with the fact that then <laughs> in 2014 after his wife filed for divorce from him he released an album called paula did you really do you not remember this no he I released an no, album later in like 2014 that. called paula and the main single for it was called Get Her Back. The Damn. whole album was like a tribute to her to like try and get her back. Damn. Yeah. I know. And you could tell he really tanked his career because he went from 731,000 mm. to 48. Yep. Yeah. Only it a year later. Only a year. Holy. F- no, I've never listened to this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Here's a crazy stat. It only sold 530 copies in the UK in its debut week. What, Paula? Yeah. Man, he really got... Ca- he must be the first artist Damn. on that scale to get cancelled. I, mean, I didn't even know that. It, like, it sold okay like it, it, in the US. Like no. It's still a top 10 album, okay. like a debut top 10, but, but like... Yes. After Blurred Lines. After yeah. Blurred Holy Lines. Yeah. No, I didn't know this. Again, like, I... Yeah, yeah. Maybe because I didn't like Blurred Lines that much, mm. I just kind of stayed away from Robin Fix. I actually don't know much about Robin Fix's yeah. career. I mean, obviously, concept of the song, trash, cancelled for a very good reason. What if it's fire? What if the album was like fire? And it's it's actually like a sick breakup album. I mean, the reviews were terrible. I think, what has it got like under 50% from Metacritic? I think most reviews are giving it like four or five out of ten. Damn, fair enough. And then, yeah, he just, he released an album last year called On Heaven and, On Earth and in Heaven. Um... Again, I think it charted at number 93 on current albums. It didn't even chart. It didn't even chart on the main billboard. Yeah. That's crazy. Damn, he really got the fuck out of it. Yeah, I feel like this might be one of the, like, most sudden drop-offs for an artist ever. Holy shit. Pharrell's still working with him, though. Yeah, I think, yeah, did have some writing credits or something on that most recent album. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Crazy wild crazy crazy i didn't know that see i'm, I'm learning i'm learning fucking yeah. hell um okay cool bam okay fair enough uh that is okay so i have another one because of course i do um give me one second i had a list um 
I think one that's a really good one, a really mm. obvious one. This is more, way more recent as well. And it's a shame because I feel like as much as I don't think it's true, I think it's true because I just think fans yeah. are fucking idiots. Roddy Rich dropping again on Christmas and dropping an album that just wasn't that good. Uh, Live Life Fast. I think I think he might be done. And I know that's really bad really? to say, but I actually think it's the public perception... No, I, that's what I'm saying. I thought so, but the public perception on Roddy Rich has dropped massively. Massively, yeah. massively, massively. Yeah, because has, obviously, yeah, because you had, please forgive me for being antisocial. Uh, the box was number one for how many weeks? Over a billion yeah, streams, yeah. like all the success. And then again, I think this is straight up, straight up inting your whole career. Like you just entered your whole career. Um, for the for the non gamers out there, inting just means intentionally feeding. Like I you was know, smiling and nodding, without... just like you guys. Yeah. I didn't know what that. <laughs> yeah, meant. you're just you're just dying for you're dying on purpose, so to speak. But um, yeah, one, I don't get why you drop on Christmas. I think that's a mm. fucking stupid idea to begin with. And two, you're trying to recreate things. It's just not going to work. Like the whole Jamie Foxx slow jam thing. That's not going to work in 2022. You know that you know, that came yeah. out in 2004. Yeah, I think and every time like I do often see tweets like oh. Roddy Witch has fallen off so much and will get like 10, don't know, I'm not saying Twitter's everything, mm. but those tweets get like tens of thousands of retweets. They'll be like, oh yeah, he's fallen off or he's not the same or he used to be so good or he had a, oh, they'll say stuff like <laughs> as if he's dead. Like, oh, he had such a big career ahead of him. Like, holy crap. Like the sentiment's that bad. Mm. So yeah, I think it's premature, but I think it's true. I, I, you know, unfortunately, but I think it's true. I think, I think it actually might be done. Nah, I, I'm not with you on this one. Go on. I'm not, not with you. Um, I feel like, yes, sure. Every, I think just general consensus is the album was not as good. But I don't think he's done. I think if he releases an album next year and it's half decent, I think he could be back. I mean, you've got to think, right? He went from number one. I mean, his first album was two times platinum. I know, and the box was like the hit of the year. Yeah, Live Life Fast hasn't gotten any certifications. It hasn't even gone silver. Really? Nope. Shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm I saying, think like, still, the name still carries a lot, though. It does. It does. So I, mean, I that's think he's name, got that yeah. in his, his favour. But, yeah, it's looking bad. I'd say it's worse than I thought it was. I was like, okay, yeah, the album's not that good, but relax, guys. But people are all the way off it. And to me, it doesn't even make sense because, like, okay, it's not like Roddy Rich was, like, a 10 mm. out of 10 artist to begin with. So what are you not even talking about? But, yeah, people are like, yeah, it's done. So, yeah, I know it's premature, but... It's looking like that. I don't hope so, but it's it's looking like that. Damn. Yeah. yeah. He went from thirty nine to one hundred and forty nine in France in terms of first week sales. That is a that is as astronomical for Also in the US, he's still yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Yeah, I don't know. It's not looking good, man. It's not. Uh, I don't want to believe it. What do you think? Like specifically, it was about the music, though. Like what? Um. I think him and, fine enough, West Coast rappers, right? I think him and Vince Staples have a similar thing where they have a good way of talking about the streets. Mm. And I think, I think, I think people give you more grace on your first album because yeah. it's like, you're new, so you're not, I don't expect uh-huh. anything perfect. So if you show like a lot of promise, people, people think it's like linear, right? Like, it's going to just keep getting better and better. So if you see, hear songs like The Box... Perfect Time, um, God's Eye, War mm-hmm. Baby. Uh, he had some good songs. Um, Tiptoe with A Boogie the Hoodie. Like, he had some really... And I think when you kind of go from that 
to not even kind of believe in your own sound. So, I mean, Live Life Fast had some annoying songs like Roller Coaster. Oh, God, don't, that don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he had Slow It Down. Oh, yeah, Alex Ice is on this as well. I forgot mm. about that. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate Alex Ice. It's just funny. Like, it's just funny, guys. It's just funny. Um, yeah, I think the only song on this album that is proper good is Late at Night. Like, mm. the rest of them are like, Kind of mid. I think what happened is just that it was way more. Hmm. Um, what's the word? It's way more like formulaic than his first yeah. one. I think that's the problem. Like he, I think people will take a bit of it because it's really rich. But I think he went so much more. Like if he, it looked like he took everything that was that seemed to be working well on his first album and only did that. I think that's the problem. Yeah. You know. And what's like? Is there a way back for him? I think so. I, think I, feel like, I feel the like there streets. is. You think he needs to go back? Yeah, I need to go back to the streets, man. Just, I mean, because obviously you look at this track list, you even look, it's, it's like, it seems very Hollywood, right? Mm. Um, <clears throat> again, Roddy, Roddy Rich and Alex Isley do not sound like a good pairing, sorry, or of Jamie Foxx, or even take off a little bit. Yeah. Like, just stick to what you know. I think that's what it is. Stick what you know. Like, I think Roddy Rich have a fine career just kind of sticking to his formula I'm not saying that's what I want him to do but mm. if that's what if that's who you are then that's who you are like yeah it doesn't seem like it seemed like the features worked as well it just didn't seem like he was his heart was in it the same way or maybe I think he was spending his own shit too much as well i say that and yeah. don't go for a concept and not stick through it like I always say I hate when rappers yeah that is that. disappointing it's really so annoying they're doing it for the sake of they're like oh yeah can I make this can I make this a concept album and then yeah. just give up halfway and they're like no I'm just gonna put some beats on he here. even gave, oh, he gave up after like the first track mm. so I was like what's the point yeah yeah what's the point so yeah that's that's, that's where I feel about it yeah that's fair that's fair uh, cool another artist which I think everyone's gonna be like oh big throwback here uh, is B.O.B um, <laughs> yeah so yeah, that's obviously um massive throwback to like I'm trying to think what year that would have been. Um two thousand like ten yeah. was when the you know, the huge album came out. Um <clears throat> which was yeah, BOB presents the adventures of Bobby Ray. Um mm-hmm. I literally remember walking through um the canteen, you know, when you're like, Oh miss sir, can I go get some water and you drain the <laughs> toilet, whatever. You go in and then, like walk through the canteen, there was always the canteen was on, you know, the dinner ladies around just like chatting. And um okay. TV's on. School, go on. TV's yeah. on, usually playing there's like a there's a TV in the canteen, it's always playing like Jeremy Kyle. Um <laughs> uh, okay, you guys yeah. are interesting school. I, know, I don't know why yeah. I think they must have put Jeremy <laughs> Kyle on. <laughs> wait, wait, so they're just dead, just in listening the canteen, to some agony like a, uncle. Genuinely, genuinely in the canteen. Um In the ca- that is so yeah. unprofessional. But they must have had some music on one day and it was like uh Oh, I know B-O-B, they hated the adventures, their jobs. Whatever the main... Sorry? I know they hated their jobs. Yeah. If you're going to be watching Jeremy Kyle in school, like, <laughs> come on, man. Is, come on. Sorry, go on. Continue. I mean, it's prime daytime TV, that. Uh, and yeah, I remember nothing <laughs> on you playing. And like, that was, you know, that was the hit, wasn't it? 2009. And they also had that big collaboration with gigs, um, Don't Go There. That was obviously a huge moment Ooh, for, yeah, for UK. London as well as, yeah, for the UK. So, mm. yeah, he was huge. I remember people loved him. It was kind of like um, Chili Bang. Remember people loved him? Remember Chili Bang? Chili Do you remember Bang. that shit? Opposite of adults. Do you remember that Damn. shit? Like, yeah, like it was those guys. I was like, yeah, like he was huge, man. Mm. Like, 
But he this was, yeah, album, he was... like, if you look at the singles, he had nothing on you, Bruno Mars, huge. He had Lupe Fiasco. He had T.I. He had Monet, Bruno Mars on his first Haley Williams, who was, you know, Paramore. Um, Eminem was on the oh, final yeah, track. Yeah, fucking Paramore. Holy shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah people really believed in him. nuts. Yeah, he felt he felt like a industry Lupe. That's how I saw him. <laughs> kind of yeah. felt like that. Do you know what I mean? But okay, even obviously Bruno Mars was still quite new then, so I'm not going to say he's a big feature at this time. But he also had Lupe himself. Yeah, yeah like he had some big um, features here. Obviously, yeah. pa- the Paramore Girl, Janelle Monae, Ti, Tiani's prime. Almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean Eminem. Yeah, exactly. Who's still pretty good. Like, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, he was really set up for success. Yeah. yeah. So that goes and double yeah. platinum. And mm-hmm. then his second sophomore album, Strange Clouds, goes platinum as well. You know, like, wow, mm-hmm. cool, he's onto something. Underground Luxury doesn't sell as well, still goes gold. And then he gets his fourth studio album, which was um, Ether. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, oh dear, where's this going? Uh, I remember Billboard this now. Number I 179. I remember this because it had the weirdest cover, the elephant. I remember this. Yeah, the Holy elephant like shit. mask. Yeah. Weird situation mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Holy crap. So yeah, so what so what was it that he did that tanked his career, John? I don't know. I think it was just a it's it's like a few I think a few people maybe on this list. Um yeah. is more about like stylistic, like getting caught in a particular sound, like when, whenever we hear those songs, like, yeah, classic, like 2009, 2010, it's kind of in that transition period um, of like hip hop and pop, um, like that kind of like LMFAO mm. type type era. Mm. Um, and it just didn't translate any further. You um, don't think the whole flat earth stuff? That contributed as well. <laughs> yeah. It was on Reddit, right? That came out on Reddit. I yeah, think. I remember that. Yeah. Back when Reddit was prime content I mean, but yeah there are a few flat earthers out there you know no but he Kari was like Irving. one of the ones who that I mean he was like one of the pioneers who really worked it wasn't a joke like people were like wait you actually believe that shit and he's like oh yeah and I remember he went on the whole store like mm. no I genuinely believe the earth was flat and people were like yeah I am done with you mate yeah yeah. but I, I think fair. that mixed with this album I think it's a, I think it's the two he's oh, a member of the flat earth society <laughs> yeah something like it was something crazy like that you know? yeah yeah he, um, just for a bit of trivia for people, 2017, he bought $200,000 in donations to launch his own satellites to verify oh, yeah. the shape of the Earth. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Shortly that. after, he upped his request to a million. I completely forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There is. Set up a GoFundMe. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's that's the, that's the story of the game. Once your fans realise you're cringe, you're done. You're actually just done. You have yeah. to be the coolest motherfucker on earth. And yeah, just the whole flat earth. I think the flat earth thing is, I would say, probably the biggest mm. contributor. Because yeah, I remember that shit was ridiculous. Yeah. So every time I think of flat earth rappers, I think of B.O.B. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was doing even, big numbers, yeah, like Grammy nominations. Mm-hmm. Had six of them. He was nominated for like best rap album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Went <laughs> from Crazy. that to like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What Proper shame, that one. Yeah. What can mm. you do? Um, so, do you want to hit us with another? Uh, I'm going to go more UK. Okay. <clears throat> so, this one, I don't know if you know, but you might know, but there's a, a London rapper, a Croydon rapper, actually, funny enough, by the name of Hardy Caprio. Um, and back in, mm-hmm. I guess, the later parts of the 10, so let's say 20... 
2017, 2016, moving yeah. on. Hardy Capra was probably one of the hottest prospects in the country. I do so remember. I'll say, I'll say probably even at the same level as like a Jay Huss or something like that, like, or most that people thought, okay, yeah, yeah. like Hardy Caprio, once the album drops, he's going to be amazing. Like people uh, really believed in, in him. I really believed in him. Um, so he had Hardy season 2017. Yeah. That was an EP. And then he had the Hollywood EP. So he had like, you know, his whole thing was Hollywood H. But then he kept doing this thing. And I think this, again, this self a terrible, terrible precedent that we still have right now. Well, he just kept dropping singles and then nothing would happen. And he'll go away for a year. He'd be like, okay, great, guys, this year's our year. You know, they tweet like, okay, I know, guys, but, you know, this year we're coming for... Like, kind of what Joey Badass does, yes. right? Okay, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, Unsigned comes out in 2017. Remember Unsigned? Um, Just go boy about a week ago. Bang, bang someone with one Then Then he comes with Rapper. Good. And then, you know, Best Life 20, in 2018. So Rapper and Best Life come out in 2018. You're like, okay, he's back. You know, fuck what you heard. Uh, I mean, Big song. Um, then he has Guten Tag with Dig That, who's yeah. also a big prophet at the time. Big, track. big song, yeah. big track. Um, and then he goes away for another year. Nothing drops. They're like SL in that yeah. sense. The guy just releases single after single after single after single. Exactly. But then SL has EPs though. This guy had nothing. After Hard- Hollywood EP, he didn't drop anything. Mm. There was no EPs, no mixtapes, no albums. He just kept doing these singles. So everyone was like, okay. And he kept saying like, oh yeah, the album's coming. Duh, duh, duh. And then he'll have these like interviews where he's like, oh, you know, like, I was finishing uni and, you know, I'm trying to be more smart. Like, I remember he was even on TV seen as, like, one of the smart rappers, quote-unquote, because, obviously, he kind of didn't splurge his money and he still stayed in uni whilst he was still a big rapper. Um, Funny enough, actually, another piece of trivia, which makes this all the more interesting, Mm -hmm. a guy that I know from my school, he was in the same year as me, he was the manager for Hardy Caprio for a while. Um, obviously I haven't spoken to him about this maybe I'll actually reach out to him about this because I actually think I just don't understand why he never dropped the album and even to this day when 2022 his most recent work is the Hollywood EP and I feel like he missed this whole big window and now he's I think that decision to not drop an album has completely tanked his career because yeah kind of like SL but he should be yeah. up there he should be kind of reaping the rewards of like a Dave because I remember he, he used to he used to um him and Dave came up together. He used to reference Dave a lot. Yeah. And the whole thing was like, oh, people want to know when me and Dave are going like to drop a song together. there. Yeah. Um, they said, oh, me and Dave got matching merch. Like, like it was kind of like, you know, partners in crime. And yeah, it was yeah. all there. And it just, yeah, yeah. it just never, it never happened. Like 2017, he was everywhere. Like you got to think how big Unsigned was. Even, uh-huh. even the song, he had a song with, and then he, he comes back with dumb songs. So he did have a song with SL, XYZ. It's not a mm-hmm. good song. And then he had that song with the guy from Love Island, Wes. Do you remember that? I don't think you've heard that song. Do you, no, do you know he was rapid? Uh, See Nobody. Oh, I remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Because I remember I was like, wait, Wes Nelson is rapping. Yeah, so he had that. So he just comes back with some bullshit, but he never came with an album. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think that really just, yeah, that really just fucked, fucked him yeah. big time. So, yeah. So he had, what What was the thing, singles last year? He had, uh... I don't think he had any singles last year. Didn't he? I thought he had a couple no. last year. 2020, I don't think 2021, but maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't, a couple, I yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a million rings. Oh, okay, cool. Fair enough. I, I haven't heard that. He had one with T Muller. No, T Muller, yeah. And uh, and then you had another one called I Love You, which was, yeah, it's, it's not great, but yeah, it's mm. weird, isn't it? Like, mm. 
he must I don't know like do we know what he's doing now obviously he graduated I'm assuming and like I mean he graduated he's same age as us graduated years ago yeah but like what's going on if he's not doing the music no idea I actually have no idea don't know why don't know why he didn't drop Mm. at all like it's it's one of it's one of the ones actually upset because I think like because you know me I I, like I I like being right so when someone's if I say someone's like yeah this person's gonna be the next one I like to be right about that the fact that he just kind of never came to this might be Uh one of my rare misses so um yeah, it's pretty disappointing. Um, the kind of hum- switch. humble. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, I, why lie? I'm not gonna be like, oh, guys, why lie? Um, it's kind of shifting gears a little bit. Another person to stick mm. in the UK. Um, this is an obvious one, but I think it's very relevant. Nines. Um, obviously, you're gonna be like, oh, is it the drug selling and getting arrested? No, obviously, that's another way to fuck off your mm. own career. But just speaking music wise, so when crop circle came out I think it was yeah. all one foot out one or two um, he was meant to do a tour <clears throat> and the tour was sold out because obviously Nines never goes on tour yeah. and obviously now yeah. so I think Nines has been signed to like two different record labels now so I think he was signed to XL and then he got signed to Columbia so something crazy like that after mm. Crop Circle um, so obviously Nines is somehow he's one of those guys he's kind of like a talisman in that way where he just kind of gets away mm. with it in terms of music like he always lands on his feet um so i think it was i think it must have been it must have been one foot out because he spoke about it. no it was crop circle just mm. crop circle no so he got signed to warner records for crabs in a bucket so i don't know how he got away with that but anyways so after crop circle he's meant to go on tour all around the country uh-huh. and then he drops out he just says no i don't want to do that no more and he goes back to the strip in harleston and I think that was one of the worst. I think that was the time where he got stabbed in the face. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and they had that big scar. They had it on the movie and all that stuff. So, and obviously in terms of, he really was one of those people who could like get out the hood, so to speak. He didn't actually have to, like he, obviously I know we refer to, so I know a lot of people find it cool, but he really could have like made a career mm. outside of drug dealing. He didn't actually... He like it's like people kept telling him, "Hey, I want you to make it. I want you to make it." All these businesses, like, "Hey, here's this platter of making it. Go ahead, make it." And yeah. It's like, nah, I'm just, I just want to, I just want to stay here and, and and you know, ship from Spain to Poland. Like, was it two tons of weed oh, or something like that? Sake, yeah. So, I think yeah, I think if it wasn't for that, if he's just kind of stuck to just doing music, hmm. and I'm not saying it's easy, easy as um as I'm saying, but I think the fact that he quit his tour just just, not even because of injury, just to go back and just be who he is. I think that's an awful decision. So yeah, I don't know how much you know about that. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know a huge amount about it. No, um, mm. but do you do you think his recent music has has made up for it? Yes, and then then he went to jail. Then he went to jail again, <laughs> and now he's out so, again. Yeah, now he's out again. So that's the thing. He does get. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. <clears throat> I think if you don't go on tour, how are you going to make money rapping? You, yeah. you can keep bragging about how much money you make outside of rap, but most of the money is made off touring. If you did like a, even a European mm. tour, you would probably make as much yeah. money, if not more, because Nines is so like famous. Yeah. Mm. I think he's really fucked it in that sense. I think now, I think the problem is now, what label is going to take a risk on him? Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Because yes, he went number one. He went number one in the UK, which is hard for a rap album because of the demographic in the UK. What label was he on? Warner. Right. Which is yeah. 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 And obviously XL is still big in in regards to the UK as well. So it's like, 
maybe someone will do it. I mean, gets assigned to Warner, yeah. um, which is quite recent. That, 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 that was a big debut release for him. So it's like, mm. it's possible. But I mean, now it's like, okay, like after every album, you just go to jail or you get you get hurt in some ways. Like, what's even the point? Are we even going to make the money back? And you don't want to go on tour. So what's the point? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, cool. I've got, yeah, I've got one more example here. Um, a guy that fell off, and I feel like this is, again, another... I think this is another sudden one, and we haven't really heard, heard from them since, was Tayo Cruz. Okay. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember Tayo Cruz. Do you, I don't know what happened to him, though. Neither do I. So, he like, around 2011, 2012... This is the whole like electro poppy R&B era. Mm-hmm. Obviously he has Dynamite, which is one of the biggest songs of the year. Right? It's huge. It's on all the radio stations. Um, and he obviously did a lot of like singing songwriting as well. Um, but like, yeah, he had so many hits around like the early two- 2010, 11, even into mm-hmm. 12. Um, like Break Your Heart was a big one as mm-hmm. well. Um, but then like, it just feels like suddenly... He had a couple of singles in 2012, I think, which like just didn't really get much recognition. Um, and then from there, he just like stopped, like just absolute radio silence from him. Um, I think he said even at one point recent, like a few years ago, he like deleted all his socials because he was getting loads of hate on TikTok. I think. Um, <laughs> Step one: don't get TikTok. Don't get Keep TikTok. This guy. I mean, don't get TikTok. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That, I find find his a strange one because again. Here's a guy that was like, maybe, I, I don't know how popular he was in the US, but mm-hmm. here, at least, that song was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, Dynamite was, yeah, one of the biggest songs. Um, and yeah, he just kind of fell off. Uh, he had an album, yeah, I think he had like a follow-up album called like TYO or something. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he just, yeah, nothing really happened. Um, yeah, he, he I think he said... I think my interpretation of it is right is like maybe just a failure to adapt to like changing music or like yeah. the changing tastes of people. Because um, luckily enough today, like we're very much with like TikTok and um, Twitter and all of these kind of like social media platforms, like they just feed into each other a lot. So if you hit one, hit on one place, like they're yeah. all just going to be like firing off like, you know, neurons and you're just going to get more and more popular. But like once that bursts, and then move on to the next thing. You can just kind of get a lot of artists f- kind of left behind. Mm-hmm. But it's, I guess it's stranger that it happened. Um, because like, you know, like fads and, um, you know, like what, like uh, whoever's trending can, I feel like the lifespan is so much shorter now. But yes. like the fact that it's happened before that, like one of the biggest artists in the world just dropped and people just stopped listening to him at all. I just find so, I find that real one really bizarre. Um, but I think it might be just a, a failure to adapt. Um, Those are the worst types. Yeah. Those are the worst types. Because, like, yeah, just don't be a boomer. I, you know, it's like music, you changed music and mm. now you're upset that music is changing. You're saying people don't, like, rappers do that as well all the time. It's actually yeah. really annoying. I've never understood that. Um, yeah. I think there's quite a few more I can go through. Um, I think an obvious one, Jay Electronica, not dropping for 10 fucking years. That really fuck. I'm mean, oh, wrong. Okay, it, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this. I mean, obviously, um, blue balling people for ten years. Turns out that's actually not a effective marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were acting like he had like you know the fucking 
next Bible or the parables locked away. I mm. remember, I remember even watching the Erica Badu interview, and they were asking like, obviously because her and Jared trying to have a relationship, and they were like, "When's he dropping?" It's like when the world needs it. It's like, all oh, right, man, it's just a fucking album. Like we're talking about when the world needs, needs it. Come yeah, on. like when the world's right, like whatever, something like along those lines. I'm just like. Come on, man! Like it's just now, but not seeing the album yeah. drops. And it's like, oh, actually, Jay Z's on his fourteenth album. Fair enough. Um, so there was that. I think that fucked him. Hey, obviously, before that, people were clowning him because obviously he took too long, and that decision is really awful. But obviously, when the album drops and it is just like, oh, Jay Z, sir, please, can you can you please save my albums? Like, yeah, I think yeah, after, go I think on, I'll talk over it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was like one and done. He's straight up done. I think that was like an easy one. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, not much to say about that. One. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, he's, I mean, he's probably one of the biggest flops in terms of, like, what he was built up to be. He was built up to be, like, people... Like Kendrick. For the longest... Kendrick is now. He's like the Messiah. For the longest time, and I'm not mm. even joking, probably even up until the late 10s, mm. if you'd said, oh, who are the best rappers ever, people would put Jay Electronica all, over all the active rappers. Stupid. Just because of Exhibit C. That's it's, how bad it was. It's a banger. But it's a banger. But it's, it's a banger. <laughs> it's not love. Like people are like, oh yeah, Kendrick's good, but yeah, I wouldn't put him in my top five. I have Jay Electronica. It's like that was like the especially those fucking annoying like contrarian hip hop heads. They would always have yeah, Jay Electronica. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like what are you even talking about right now? Like he like he hasn't dropped anything, guys. Like anything. Like you guys are being a bit ridiculous now. Yeah. So um so that's one. Um who else? I think there's. This one's a bit more underground, but Blue, Blue fucked his career uh, in terms of Blue and Exile. He fucked yes. his career for the longest. It's only very recently he's come back. And this is when, so uh, Blue, for the guys who don't know, I also call him the J. Cole before J. Cole. Um, I say, I, I actually spoke to Hamza about this. I think we should do an episode about like Blue's kind of linear. linear Hamza from like, Mike know. Check. Hands off from my check, of course. Obviously, because like you have Blue who influenced J. Cole and you have J. Cole who influenced Corday. I think yeah. it's like a nice little timeline. Uh-huh. But um but anyways, so Blue obviously was really popular in the in the late two thousands. He made he made it onto like the first double XL or something like that. Um he was set up to be a big, big deal. Yeah. Then he drops his debut album, uh, I think it was called No York. Mm-hmm. And man, that shit flopped quite bad. Quite really? bad. Um yeah. Or was it York? New York or York? Yeah, it's called New York. Yeah, it, yeah, I think it dropped in 2013. Oh, no, it's the second album. Sorry. I think the first album was just... It just flopped. Wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure this is his first. Okay, I'm going to say that. Someone, someone quote me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure New York was like his... Um, what you called it? First, like, major label release. Uh-huh. Um... And it just, yeah, it it crashed. It was just not a good album. If you if you want to watch a funny fucking review, and I'm saying like top top shelf funny <laughs> review, go and watch the Dead End Hip Hop review for this album. Okay. It is fucking hilarious, Again, bro. I need to watch that. Fucking hilarious. And the thing, there's no reason for him to be as bad as he is because obviously he's he even has Flying Lotus on this shit. Like, but the mixing's bad. Some of the rapping's bad. It's just not a good album. So. I think he was done for a long time. Honestly, it's up until maybe 2019 mm. that he's come back and people have actually respected him again. So that's a long, long time. Like he was gone for like six, seven years which we just yeah. didn't give a fuck. So yeah, I think that's one guy who, yeah, that decision to kind of go pop or kind of go mainstream really kind of, yeah, really fucked his audience over. Um, I don't know how much you know about that story. 
I do, I knew nothing about that story to be yeah, honest. Fair I enough. think to be yeah, fair, so, you started listening yeah. to Blue because of you. Fair, you fair enough. Shout out about him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's amazing. I think he's, no, but he, I think he's like legit. I think if someone had if someone had them as if someone had Blue as their, like their top ten rappers, I would oh, understand. Really. I'm not, I'm not saying I agree, but I understand yeah. because he makes some yeah. seriously good music, right? Do you yeah. know what I mean? So discography-wise, like, his music is actually pretty fucking good. He still has a strong discography outside of that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a couple others. Um, Kid Cudi, Speed and Bullet to Heaven. That was a bad decision. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was. Yeah. Good God. Um, bad decision. Mm. That was. Uh, let me see if I've got any to kind of mention before we finish. Um... I feel like, I don't know if it was maybe as sudden, but one artist that's just fucked it is Logic. Um, that's a big one. Logic's just, definitely fucked it. Like, the guy has talent. I think he has an <laughs> ear, he clearly has an ear for mm-hmm. for good beats because the mm-hmm. 2019 project, was it No Pressure? Is it under Pressure? Under Pressure. Oh, No Pressure. Did I you go away and listen to those that. tracks that I told you to? I did. I, I knew you were going to say that as soon as you, you said did, I haven't listened you? to it yet. Did you, send, did you send it to me? You didn't send it to me. So there you Have go. Have you got Spotify? Can search? Yes. Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one, one, <laughs> yeah. which ones to yeah. listen to after. Yeah, but I remember there was an album, yeah, No Pressure. Like, people really fucked it. It was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But I think what's also something that's fucked his career is this whole thing of, I'm retiring. Wait, psych. No, I'm not. Like, that that always fucks your career. Guaranteed. Only JT gets away with that. It always fucks your career to do that. Yeah. Because you have to come yeah. back and actually drop some fire. And you have yeah. to have left and, after yeah. dropping some fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And even Jay-Z didn't get away with that because yeah. um, Kingdom Come might be one of his worst albums. So, yeah. yeah. For sure. But you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. No I think chance. that definitely fucked his career. Yeah, I think it did. Um, and yeah, like that just shouts indecision and mm-hmm. uh, you're unreliable. Your heart's not in it anymore. Your heart's not in it. Exactly. Yeah. Your heart's not in it anymore. Yeah. Um, um, I think that's kind of it from my list. Cool. Just I think I'll drop. I'll drop one more. One cool. more. Cause I think it's interesting. So, do you remember in good music the guy called Sai Hai the Prince? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I yeah, I know the name. I can see it in my head now. As soon as you started saying Sai Hai, yeah, yeah. So he was on good music for a fucking long time. Like mm. he was there for the Cruel Summer tapes. He was even on J Cole's Friday Night Lights. That's yeah. how far back this guy yeah. goes. And he was kind of touted to be like again like a Jay Electronica but not mm. not in the same type of style just like he was like hyped up to be yeah. a big 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 deal so then he had a debut album or was it No Dope on Sundays that yeah. was like pushed back and everyone was waiting for it and all yeah. that stuff stacked and, roster on there mm-hmm. what yeah. on the album yeah 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 so obviously he was oh man he was scheduled to work with so many people obviously he's been signed to I think it was in between a couple labels. So I think the bad right. decision here was uh-huh. signed to good music. Um, but yeah, he was in between like Def Jam and good music. And I think they were like, um, kind of fucking over the release dates and stuff like that. So then his debut album, No Dope on Sundays released 2017. Hmm. And a lot of people liked it, but I think because it took so long to get here, it was just done after that. Yeah. It was just done. Like he, like <laughs> his whole thing, like, do you know I mean, this whole hype was just gone after that. It was, it was actually quite a big shame because mm. he was like, yeah, he was really, yeah, he, like, I can't, I can't express how much hype was behind this guy when he came. And don't wrong, he can rap. There's no, there's no two ways about that one. He can definitely rap. But it's just a shame that it had to be like, kind of what we're seeing now with, um, Raven Lene. It's yeah. like, 
how many more mixtapes? How many more EPs? Like, you should be a star by now. You should be up there with these guys. Yeah, Why are you yeah. letting fucking Mariah the Science just take your spot? That should be you. But, um, yeah, I think that's what we had to so decide. I don't know if anyone knows if that's deep. That's some deep lore. But he was he was meant to be a big deal. I'll say that. He was meant to be a big, big deal. Mm. So, yeah, that's the last one. Yeah, because he had literally the whole the whole good music roster on, on that album. It had, like, Travis, Pusha T. Everyone was there. But... Mm-hmm. That Even had a stell. Yeah, Even had a stell. Bro, like, yeah, the guy was, no, he was a big deal. He was a really big deal. So, yeah. Um, even yeah. like Gambino, like, uh, I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Yeah. A long, long list of artists for you guys, but um, as always, do let us know. Are you finished? We finished? I think. Yeah. I'm we've given, we've given them enough examples. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as always, uh, do let us know if there have been any artists that we haven't mentioned today who are like, they fell off bad. Um, or, or if we've mentioned someone today and you're like, no, what? Terry Crews <laughs> fell off. I still listen to his no, news that he released recently. Don't. You don't, don't, you're lying. Don't. Um, so yeah, you can get us obviously on Twitter. Speaking of which, sorry, one we have to mention, Alicia Keys, of course. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Sorry, yeah, that's it. Continue. Yeah, that's sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can, yeah, you can contact us on Twitter at TVZPod, Instagram, Final Collective Pod. We're also on all the possible music streaming platforms so wherever you listen to us give us a little review um you know leave a comment give us five stars if you're enjoying it um and share with a friend as well thanks for that and obviously you know now and then playlist the only the only way to spend your your easter holiday um so yeah every week we add a new song something that's been released in the last two years and a throwback song, something that is at least two years old, can be 10, 20, 30 years old. We had some Aretha Franklin on last, last week, so mm. put anything on there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to force you to go first this week um, cool. while I pick my now song. <laughs> no worries. Uh, my now song is, you know, uh, catch one, it's a bet. It's a rap, hit his lungs if you run. Hit <laughs> his back if he's crawl hit his hat. Obviously slide by Vince Staples. Mm-hmm. Uh cannot cannot get I know I'm ready to spoil it because we're gonna talk about it next week, hopefully. Hopefully next week. No promises, but we should be talking about it next week. But yeah, that's my song. That song is stuck in my head. Like a um you know, you know in the in the book of Boba Fett when the guy puts a lizard up um above his nose. <laughs> yes. Just like that. And it just that's how it, like that song is stuck in my head, man. Fair. Fuck me. Yeah, it's such a good song. And my then song. Ooh. This way it gets hard. Come back to me with the then song. Go cool. go ahead with it now. Right. Yeah, my now song is um, Sacrifice by The Weeknd. Okay, cool. Uh, my then song is going to be uh, Adorn by Miguel. Ooh. Nice. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna be listening to I'm just gonna take something I've listened to recently. So my den song will be I don't know if it's on the playlist. I feel like it's something it would be, but Forbidden Fruit by J. Cole featuring Ooh, Kendrick. It's definitely not on this year's one. Okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I listened to that quite a bit this um last week. So yeah. I wonder in yeah, how many episodes we maybe if we get to like episode two hundred, at that point I might start forgetting what's on there. 
I feel like yeah. I have a pretty good night for like, nah, mm. we've never mentioned When that, do so. our nows become our vens, John? <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's oh, wow. <laughs> that that the question. That was deep. I know. When do our nows become our vens? Holy <laughs> shit. But yeah, no, I think I think it will probably happen, if not already. It definitely will happen where we'll, we'll repeat quite a few times. Yeah. Some songs are just that fire, man. I mean, it's, it's been yeah. Some songs, year. Topo mentions, aren't actually on Spotify and they never come out on Spotify. But you know, there we go. It's true. No, that happened one time with a chance song. I think that actually came out on Spotify now. It's I actually looked, out on Spotify. I looked, I couldn't find it. Is it? No, I think it is. Right. I must be going crazy. Hold we'll on. Debate this Hold later. on. No, no. Because you're, you're not going to call me out. Holy. I think it's out. Yeah, it's out. Holy. Cool. Great. Yeah, go ahead. I'll pop that go on ahead. now and then, the original. Um, mm. So yeah, have you got your now song? My now song was Slide. Slide. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was singing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, cool. Well, check that playlist out now and mm. then 2022. Uh, do share with a friend. Um, we also share it on social media, so give it a little retweet. Give us a follow if you don't yet follow us. Um, and yeah, as always, we'll be back on Monday with a Spotlight Series artist for you guys. Um, and then we'll see you again on Thursday with another banging episode.